Welcome into Baltimore Sports Today for Monday, July 10th, 2017. This is episode 411. I'm Zach Will from BaltimoreSportsReport.com. Joined as always by my good pal, Jabby Burns. How are you on this Monday, Jabby Burns? Oh, doing great, Zach. And um, if you want to let everybody know kind of behind the scenes what's going on, of course, it's Monday when you're listening to this, hopefully, but... It is Sunday afternoon after a glorious uh, Sunday here in Baltimore. Uh, Manny's fired up, as you can hear. I just want to do a hacky bit right off the bat here, Zach. Um, you know how we like to rip off from other really, really popular podcasts? Indeed. We do. We, I mean, I, what is it? Flattery is the best form of flattery. Whatever that terrible <laughs> cliche is that I Imitation always watch, right? Is the best so, form. Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, I don't want to imitate those guys because they're a couple of goons, but uh, the boys over at Bird's Eye View like to talk about what they like to have as a beverage mm-hmm. when they're doing their show because yeah. I do listen, you know, because I wonder what why other people are listening and then now I know why. I am having today, Zach. It is called a two-hearted ale. It is uh, got a big cartoon-sized fish on the front of it. I think it's out of Michigan. It is a fantastic uh, beer. So if anybody's interested in those kind of things, you can find it at your local establishment. It's an American IPA. So look that up. I think it's Bell's is the name of the um, the, the crafter there. Nice. That sounds amazing. Speaking of bird's eye view, they have a uh, their my favorite show of theirs uh, this week. Uh, it's an annual show. It's the Bevies, and Jab and I are back again to present an award in the Bevies. We don't want to give it away. Um, the winner, although we can we can tell you what the award is, uh, we are giving the award for the most devastating injury of the uh, 2017 Orioles season. So. Uh, you can listen to that and much, much more fun. It, like I said, uh, their podcast is amazing, and you should listen every week. Uh, but it's my favorite show of the year from them. So uh, definitely yeah. download that, stream it, check it out uh, when that hits the interwebs later this week. Yeah, I agree. It is, it is a good show, and, and we joke with those guys. We actually like those guys in, in our personal life as well. We're just we're just really jealous. <laughs> Extremely. Uh, very jealous. I'm also extremely jealous of how tall Scott is. That's very, very. I think he could have just handed it off a little bit to me, so I didn't look like Jose Altuve um, hanging out with you know a bunch of regular men. Hey, that's not a bad comp. If you got to be short, at least compare yourself to uh, one of the, one of the best players in well, the game. That's good. That's a good. Well, one. all I would, all I wish I could do, Zach, is hit a ball the way he did off a JA Hap on Sunday the other way in Toronto and make it look like Amazing. just. They only dropped 19 on the Blue Jays, my, one of my favorite teams, as you know, Zach. And uh, that, that Houston Astro team is what the kids are calling rolling. And um, you know what? Couldn't be happier for them at the break. And you know what? It, it's a team that's easy to root for. I'll hate them in a couple years when they win a couple championships, Zach. But that's the way that I wish our team could be built. And it was built through the draft. It was. It was built through, uh, really through tanking and, uh, and drafting well. Uh, the Lastros. Them. Remember them? <laughs> they they were a, a joke for quite some time. It was very very painful to watch, um, but uh, but now they've they've built a serious contender and, and you know I mean a, a team that uh, what won sixty games in the first half. So holy smokes! I mean they're sixteen twenty nine. That's pretty amazing. But we're not here to talk about the Astros first half. Jeff no, Burns. we are here to That's talk a good about team. our Baltimore Orioles, who wrapped up the first half yesterday with a nice eleven to five victory over the Minnesota Twins in Minnesota, and they wrap up the first half with a forty-two and forty-six record. So they're seven and a half games back in the American League East. The Boston Red Sox are atop the division at fifty and thirty-nine. And the Yankees and Rays are three and a half games back uh, for that second place spot. 
Yeah, and think about it. I was really ready to come on here as, as we kind of do in the midseason thing here and just kind of crush the team. But just think about it, and we'll talk about, you know, throughout this show where, where the grades are and how, how we're looking at it. But in the grand scheme of things, to be 42 and 46 at the break with all the things that have gone on with this team at this point, I'm not trying to be, you know, colored my glasses. I don't think we're going to, you know, the playoffs by any stretch of the imagination, Zach. But it could be a lot worse based on some of the things that have happened to this team. It just shows kind of at least the resolve from some of the veterans that are on this team, the manager, the, you know, just the whole organization to be able to kind of really keep your bootstraps up and continue to go out there. And for a while there, it was, or the Orioles going to win a game, right? And now they've kind of strung a couple together. They should have won Friday night. Didn't happen. But I think in general, Zach, overall, it's a disappointing season. But really, with what they've had to go through here at this point, it's kind of amazing that they're not like 10, 15 games under. Yeah, they've they've dealt with a lot of adversity for sure. Um, I, I, I can definitely get behind that um, and, and dealt with some injuries. But, um, you know, the teams deal with those kind of things and, and depth goes a long way and building a, a real rotation uh, goes a long way for, for teams that deal with, you know, similar problems uh, as the Orioles have had this year. Um, you know, the, I, I think regardless of the challenges that they faced, uh, it's hard to look at uh, 42 and 46, seven and a half back, and not be disappointed in, in the way the first half has gone. And, that, and that's what you and I are going to talk about here, Jeb. We're going we're gonna to give some grades to the Orioles as a team overall, breaking it down in four categories, the offense, starting pitching, defense, and the bullpen. So uh, why don't we start with the offense? We're giving letter grades for the offense. And, uh, and, and the Orioles' offense, you know, ha- has dealt with, uh, you know, some injuries along the way, like we mentioned. But overall is underperformed, right? We haven't quite seen the power from them. They haven't scored uh, a ton of runs like, you know, they, they have in the past. Uh, you know, they're, they're a team that, that hits around 250 right down there at, at you know, sort of the bottom of the league. So if you had to assign a letter grade, grade to the Orioles offense in the first half, what would it be? C. I mean, I think it's C at best. I think if you were at Towson, which is C's get degrees, it's, you know, it's, it's what you get, right? You go in and do a class, you showed up, right? That's the big thing. You've showed up. I think the Orioles have shown up at least to every game as far as I know. Um, they go through spurts, just like you do in class sometimes, Zach. Sometimes you do pretty well on those quizzes or whatever. But I think the overall, in the end, in the first half, Zach, it's a big fat C. And, and it probably would be trending if you wanted to go crazy and say C minus, whatever. I think it's just a really just, eh, you got to see you passed the class you really didn't like. And um, so, in my opinion, that's where they're at in their offense. And I think that's a bigger deal than maybe some of the starting pitching woes that we've been talking about. Yeah, and and uh, and I actually did go with a C minus, and and just because um, you know they're they're not hitting as well as I wish they would hit, um, that they need to hit given the uh, given the challenges that they are facing, you know, <laughs> on the other side of the ball as far as their pitching is concerned. But really, uh, this team is built around a dependency on the home run, and we've seen them have a lot of success depending on the home run over the last five seasons. Uh, but they rank 11th in home runs this year. They've hit 121 home runs, and the Houston Astros uh, lead the league with 143. And if the Orioles uh, really want uh, to contend, wanted to be a contender, depending on you know your your faith in this team in the second half, they got to have more power. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. They they have to 
hit more home runs and and score more runs as a result of it because you know this is a team that about half of their runs end up coming from the long ball uh, and they're just not hitting enough to be dependent on that so that's why I, I gave them the minus on the C uh, I think I think that the power has been a little disappointing and and don't get me wrong we've seen some guys that have shown some great power your your guy Jonathan Scope is probably the the lone bright spot I think overall in the Orioles offense you know hitting around three hundred. Uh, getting on base at, at a much higher clip than usual. He's got 18 home runs. I mean, it, it's been an awesome first half for him. But uh, overall, Orioles' offense, I think, has been a little disappointing. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. And that it, it has, especially if it's something that you expect to be one of the the big leaders. If it, Usually, if, like I said, if going back to the class thing here, Zach, this is one of those classes that I feel like that, that you go look at and you go, Pfft this is at least a B if I show up, you know what I mean? As opposed to that A that you probably get. And with this team, you expect that because the rest of the things that they have going on, which we'll get to have also kind of underperformed as well, which is kind of why that maybe they might be under uh, the 2.0 grade point average to get themselves eligible. They might. That's true. So with that said, why don't we jump to the other side and go to the starting rotation, Jabby Burns, the starting Orioles starters, uh, it has been a challenge for the Orioles starting rotation. Uh, if you scroll all the way to almost to the bottom there, uh, there they are at number 29 in ERA at 5.74 from the Orioles starters. Uh, that is pretty amazing. And then if you scroll almost almost to the bottom again, uh, there they are uh, ranking third lowest in innings pitched at, at 28th. 451 and two-thirds innings. They're just not pitching deep and giving up a ton of runs. So what's your grade for the Orioles rotation? It's a big D. I mean, I don't I mean I can't give it an F because they've again shown up to class. They didn't tell the teacher to stick it in their keys. You know what I mean? Like they, they they've they've shown up there. You but it's one again, one of those classes that, you know, I don't know, microbiology would be something for me. Um, that I just knew going in it was gonna be trouble. I think that probably the teacher had a pretty good idea that this was gonna be a problem as well. Um, meaning Buck Walter and, and the rest of the brass there with the Royal. So I, I definitely say D, Zach, and I will say even this, I'm almost considering giving it a D plus from from two things. One, we've seen that Dylan Bundy is a legitimate starting pitcher i understand he's going through some things now and it's just the workload and things like that and from what we're hearing he's probably not gonna you know pitch more than what did i say about 200 innings there's no chance when was the last time maybe for the Orioles got to 200 yeah, innings right, level on that right. chris tillman's been hurt he's still hurt in my opinion so it's it's one of those things where it's hard it's almost like an incomplete so it's kind of hard to give him a, a full grade um abaldo's abaldo what, what did you expect you expect what you got right um, Miley's been, I think, based on what they thought last year when they came out of spring training or came out of spring training this year and at the end of last year, I think he's underperformed, in my opinion, based on what they were projecting, based on arm angle and all the other crap that you heard from him there. And then just the rest of the guys, it's just, it's, ugh, you know, you get you get to a point where, where that's where it's at. So they, they can't get a C, Zach, I'm like there, but I'm going to give them a D plus just because of the incomplete with Chris Tillman because I do see flashes from Kevin Gossman here and there except for Friday night. Yeah, and it's just too it's just too inconsistent for me to to yep. go real high. I'll be honest with you. I had an F and I changed it to a D minus and and I think you could make a case for an F. Yeah. Uh one Orioles starter has an ERA under four and that's Jason Aquino, who has eleven innings as a starter. 
Um, so <laughs> that that tells you everything that that you need to know. Chris Tillman's got a seven nine zero ERA. Abalo Jimenez has a seven point two six. Dylan Bundy was great, but now it's not consistent enough. He's got a four three ERA. Um, and and the same is true for Gossman. These guys have have Gossman shown signs. Bundy started really hot, but Gossman's got a five point eight five ERA, and I, I can't look at this and and go any higher than a low D for me. And and even that, I, I think you could easily say uh, that this rotation is is you know earned an F, earned a earned a failing grade. It's been by far the weakest aspect of uh, of this team. And ranks, you know, in, in the lowest uh, couple teams in, in just about every category as far as starting pitchers are concerned. So uh, it's and the thing about the Orioles starters is it's it's been bad. I mean, I I have talked with you for five years about how their starting pitching has been bad. They've still managed to win games, but it hasn't been this bad. It's it's been historically bad for them uh, in 2017. So that's yep. why I went with a D yeah, I'm with you. And you could definitely give them an F. I mean, it's the worst starting rotation in, the, you said, the American League, or is it in baseball with the uh, ERA? Uh, it is the second worst in ERA. Yeah. Okay. So, it, it, I mean, that's an F, right? I mean, you're the worst kid in class. I mean, it just, you obviously, you've shown up for class again. They keep showing up. The problem is they keep leaving class early, is what it seems like if you're going to equate it to, you know, into a class situation. So, yeah, you're right. I think this guy, you're going to have to stay back here one more year starting pitchers and take this class again. Yes. Yes, indeed. How about the defense for you? That's a, that's an aspect that's mm. a little harder to measure. You kind of have to go by your gut. But what do you think from the Orioles' defense? I think the Orioles' defense actually is going to get a B minus for me, and it's and it's trending towards a C. I think there was some early in the season lazy type. Um, plays that I don't know if they led to games being lost, but based on this team and where they're at, they don't have a very, you know, big margin of error. Right? You can't have things happen that's the one thing that you could always depend on with the Orioles going back to 2012 I remember us talking to the Orioles remember this act at one point the Orioles were a pitching and defense I remember we talked about that on the <laughs> podcast a million times I and mean, that was when Patrick liked us and got on the show and Maddie was with us but like it's just crazy to me now that we have to kind of almost think about that you brought up Mark Trumbo before the season started in the outfield I think we've seen less and less of Mark in the outfield based on what they've had to do now and kind of with the injuries and so I feel like Trumbo's in the spot where he's best, I think, DH, right? That's kind of where you want to keep him. I think Mancini's been better than I thought he would be in the field, both in the outfield and at first base. I'm actually kind of um, starting to kind of not fall in love with this kid, but I'm saying that he's a, he's a kid that I'm – he's – He's not untradeable. I think everybody's tradable, in my opinion, but he's also somebody that I'd like to see blossom within the Orioles system and see if it worked out because he can play a lot of positions and is, you know, I think kind of good. But defensively, the catching has been mm, okay. I don't think I don't think Castillo has really blown my skirt up by any stretch of imagination. Um, and I, even my boy John, I mean, he's had a nice, great year, and I think he still turns a double play better than anybody with his arm. But I think he's been lazy in the field sometimes. And I think Manny's also been a little lazy. Not having J.J. Hardy for an extended period of time has hurt the infield because he's so good. And Adam Jones plays, a, in my opinion, gold glove center field every year. But the corner outfield should be a lot to be desired. Long story short, Zach, it's either a B-minus or C-plus at best. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I have it at, a, at an even C for me. They rank uh, 23rd in defensive run saved, uh, have committed 50 errors. That ranks uh, around the middle of the pack, 18th. Uh, and and you know if you pay attention to fielding percentage, 984 fielding percentage, which is also... Right in the middle uh, at 13th. So to me, the middle is average and a C is average. 
Uh, and and that's what I give this team. And and again, I think you know, going back to the offense, if you're going to have starting pitching as bad as you have it, you got to have a good defense to at least make them a little bit better. And and the Orioles just haven't been above average, in my opinion, to to justify going any higher than a C. Last, no, I'm with you, and it's, that's basically where they're at. Last aspect of this team is the bullpen. Uh, huge yeah. injury for the bullpen this year with Zach Britton being out. Um, so we'll, we'll have to keep that in mind when grading, maybe grading on a curve. But uh, what do you think? What, what grade would you give the bullpen? All right. So your, your best, clo- I mean, your closer, your, your, your all-star, your, I mean, everything that you can say, Brett, what Zach Britton did last year was out, has been out basically most of the year, if not all of it. Right. So, Kind of like you said, it's a caveat there. O'Day has been in and out. Um, Brock has been overused. Um, I think the bright spot in the bullpen for me, and I'll continue to say it, is, is Givens. I think Michael Givens is probably, for me, somebody that is as close to untradeable in that bullpen as anybody, in my opinion. I would move Britain tomorrow, and I'd move O'Day tomorrow, and I'd move Brock tomorrow. But I think Givens is somebody that I'd, I'd be willing to see, especially with this contract. But you're asking for a full grade of the bullpen, Zach, and what they've done. Um, it's got to be, again... C minus C C. I don't think it's been that great. I mean, we've lost a lot of games because of the bullpen, and I understand that this is a class that the that usually they're getting an A, if not you know a solid B plus in. But for me, Zach, it's got to be in the C category again. I'm sorry, it's just a regular C at best, um, which is kind of what this team's all about right now. Yep, I gave them a, a clean C as well, and and really it has more to do with. Um, the workload that's been put on these guys, right? 322 innings pitched, which is the second most uh, of, of any team uh, in baseball. That's that's a ton of work to be put on them. Uh, I also felt a little bit bad about not having the uh, elite closer, Zach Britton, uh, for a huge chunk of this year. But really, it's it's an average bullpen, 4.16 ERA. Uh, that's that's 17th in the league, and their FIP is even lower than that, 4.56, which is 25th. Uh, in baseball, so to me, it's an average group. Uh, you're kind of being a little bit generous there by by not going below a C. But the the given the workload, given the the injury to Britain, uh, I felt like a, a C was was what is earned uh, from these guys. Yeah. So, and I think that Buck would have no problem giving these grades in, in in his personal life or you know quietly. I think these are pretty much what a lot of Oriole fans, the one and nines, probably think. But you know, we would love to hear what your guys thoughts are on it too because we you know we would follow this team but you guys follow this team as strongly as we do as well what, what's your do you have an idea do you think the offense has been better than me and zach field do you feel like the the bullpen has been kind of underutilized because of the britain situation i think it completely changes everybody's role i get it but to me at least and it sounds like with zach it seems like this team's basically a c which is probably about where they're going to be going forward probably and who knows if it could change there's not a lot of things on the horizon that are going to make them better starting pitching wise zach i do think manny's starting to try to come around a little bit you get chris davis back in lineup i think the i think i'll say this the higher ceiling for any of these grades that we have zach for the second half of the season i think the offense is probably going yep. to go up and i think if britain comes back you have at least the bullpen to go up to kind yeah. of get you back where we're at and i think they can play better defense honestly. and and that's been their bread and butter too right i mean it, it's it's been about their offense it's been about their bullpen um so and and all things considered you know they're four games under 500 uh with with some pretty big injuries so that is the bright side uh, I I do think guys like that, guys like Manny, like you mentioned, are, are going to perform a little bit better. That uh, the the home run prone guys are going to hit some home runs. That that's bound to happen. I think. Uh, I, I Hardy's, know Hardy Hardy could come back. Lot. 
Yeah. Yep. So I that, mean, that's even as much as we piece. laugh, you know, we all make fun of Flaherty here and there, and you know, everybody has jokes. But remember, that's a big component. A guy will be playing a lot of innings that nothing against Tejada and nothing against some of the other guys that have been out there, but he's a big guy that you you miss a little bit too. And uh, you know, so it's there's a lot of things that can happen if guys come back and they can have a regress. I just don't see the. I think in the end, Zach, the starting pitching is going to be something that's going to really, you know, yeah. plague this team. And having to score five, six runs a game is something that this team can't do because they're not going to generate the runs like the Astros we talked about earlier in the year. But they will hit the home runs. But I feel like they don't get enough guys on base to kind of to make it worth it. And the pitching, it just it just puts too much pressure on your team, yeah. especially in the second half. Yeah. So and on your bullpen, I mean, these guys, oh, man. no matter how good the bullpen is, they're still working more than than any other team's bullpen, and it just well, gets he- to be too much. Here's a perfect example. On Sunday, the Orioles were up 5 nothing in the third, I think it was. And Abaldo had thrown 53 pitches. And, and, you know, and then it was 5-4 all of a sudden, and the Orioles had to go out and score some runs. So the Orioles legitimately had to score double-digits runs for you know, Buck and, and the rest of the guys there to kind of work it back. Abaldo did what he did. He got five innings. Great. And then you're going to have to work everybody back. I understand it's the All-Star break now, so they have some time off. But you continue to do that. They go through stretches where they're not they're going to not have an off day. I think in August for like 20 something days like they did in June, that's where it really takes a big beating yeah. on you and I think that's what scares both myself and you. And here's my thing and I want to talk to the one and nines this week cuz we have some shows that we're going to put together um, talking about next you know not next season but like the second half and we're going to give our grades like all-star things and um, who we think is the MVP and all those kind of things. But my thought is that it's to throw this out here Zach and maybe we can throw it to their one and nines and throw it to you. Are you a guy that wants to A, sell? Are you a guy that wants to B, buy? Or are you a guy C, which I'm kind of getting to the camp of, st- stay put, stay where you're at, stop giving away guys, but don't bring anybody in. Just go with what you got. This is the team that you thought could win. If they can, they can. If they can't, I just don't think there should be any type of moves, drastic moves at the, at the deadline, in my opinion. There's no reason for us to do it. We're not going to get any, but any better with just some sick starting pitcher coming in here, nor you know some bullpen guy to really help the bullpen as well. I think you just go with the guys you have and almost consider getting your guys back as getting trades. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, we should do a whole show on this because I have some strong opinions on it too. And In short, uh, I, I think selling low is a mistake, and I think uh, spending a lot to buy with this team is a mistake. So, so we can expand on that a little bit uh, this week as the Orioles are off and we're enjoying all of the uh, other fun baseball activities such as the Home Run Derby. And, uh, of course, the All-Star game. So we'll see what happens. Here's my question to you, because I know you love the Home Run Derby, and we're not going to do a show before tonight, obviously. What do you think? Who do you got? Um, I'm actually looking forward to it. You know, in our household, for some reason, that's a big dike for us. Yeah, I like Giancarlo at home. Uh, yeah, I, I at like, home. I like the, <laughs> home field advantage. I'll, well, I do. Well, I mean, I, he knows the stadium. He's comfortable there. Crowds yeah. behind him. And he's got the experience, too. A lot of pressure, too. though, too. I know everybody likes the new guys and everybody's excited for Aaron Judge and all that stuff, and that's good, and he might put on a good show. But longevity is really what it's about in the Home Run Derby. We've seen that. We've seen guys fizzle out. Um, so I, I think I, I got Giancarlo, and I'm looking forward to to checking it out. The Derby's fun. It's going to be awesome. Um, let me hold on. Real, let, let me ask yes. real quick. Jackson, who do you have in the Home Run Derby? Jackson's taking Judge. I know my son Noah is a big Judge fan, which doesn't go over well with Uh-oh. one of nines, but he, he loves him. Um, so they both got Judge, and I'm going to go with Cody Bellinger. I, I just love this kid's story, like his swing, and I think this is somewhere where he can kind of blossom a little bit. And let's remember, that kid, Cody Bellinger's dad, was Clay Bellinger. A, let's call him the 
Ryan Flaherty when uh, when it comes to utility guys out there. And just think about the bloodlines of that. That guy's got two rigs with the Yankees, and now his, his son is just a superstar. So um, I think it's going to be fun. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. Always looking forward to the Derby. It's a good time, especially when I don't have to worry about uh, any of – the Orioles players getting injured or having that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. Patrick is Patrick is like uh, he's, he's fist pumping in the air right now. He's rolling his eyes because he loves it. That's oh funny. my god, he's on his fifth beer though. It's a good night for him. <laughs> it's good morning. <laughs> all right, Jabby Burns. Well, uh, enjoy it. Uh, looking forward to uh, to chatting about all the fun that that takes place over yep. the next few days. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good talking to you as well. And like I said, go ahead and tweet us, get at us, both at Jabby Burns at Zach underscore Wilt, um, or obviously uh, Baltimore Sports Report, and let us know what's your uh, what's your grades for the team. What do you think happened, and um, what do you think going forward? What, what is, what's going to happen this week? And we'll continue to talk about this team this week, and and we'll continue to try to hopefully figure out if this team is going to make a run, Zach, or if they're just going to kind of settle in where they're at. Yep. Absolutely. So uh, uh, always good talking to you, my friend. You too, pal. For Jab, I'm Zach. Thanks for listening to Baltimore Sports today. Enjoy your Monday, and we will talk to you again soon.